0: In every real estate transaction, something comes up that the buyer or seller may have a question about. But in the heat of the moment, the question goes unanswered. Each episode, I talk with real estate experts and real estate vendors to provide a look at what goes on behind the scenes in the real estate world to get you answers. I blend in local Santa Cruz history, add some tips and tricks, all designed to help you be successful in your next real estate project. Tell your friends you can't talk right now because you are with The Realtor Lady. Hey, it's Michelle up and you are with The Realtor Lady. I don't ask this enough and I need to ask more, but could you please subscribe? I would so appreciate it. It helps me, my channel grow. If you could like, share, rate, I would love that. It would be so helpful. I'm super excited about today's episode. It's with Kaylee Soon. She works with the city of Santa Cruz. We're going to talk about my favorite subject. Garbage. I really am a garbage geek. I just feel that it's really important how uh, how we throw stuff away. I mean, we worry about buying stuff, but what what are we doing with it? But today's about composting, so it's just on food waste. I hope you enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is Michelle Blago. You are with the Realtor Lady, and today we have Kaylee Soon. She is with the City of Santa Cruz. She is a waste reduction assistant. Today, we're going to talk about the new composting law. I might even be saying that it might be a composting ordinance. I don't know. I might have it wrong completely, but she's going to explain. Now, it is for the city of Santa Cruz, but I understand this is being rolled out throughout the state. This is a state...
1: Exactly. Um, okay. So this is across the entire state of California that everybody is probably going to be involved in in some way or another. Um, but of course, just like, um, you know, any kind of state law, it's going to look a little bit different for each jurisdiction. So hopefully we can explain Santa Cruz's a bit today.
0: And I've been able to, so I'm I'm coming up on a year and I've you know, I kind of go grab these topics that interest me, but then I find out once I get in like midway into the conversation, they really are a lot broader than I assume. And I think this particular, I'm excited about this because I think this is really something that's going to change how we look at garbage, this whole program. And, um, so I will let you take it away. I think the first one is you were going to kind of explain how it came along and, and, and then go through, uh, the Santa Cruz interpretation of it. So explaining the law and then how we're applying it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, right. So it's what's known as Senate bill, uh, 1383, which again is a statewide bill. Um, and its official name is the short lived climate pollution reduction strategy. That's the short name. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the quick (laughs) official name. Um, but uh, basically what it aims to do is reduce greenhouse gas emissions by reducing the amount of organic material that goes into the landfill. Um, and the biggest impact there is, uh, and this is, again, kind of geeking out in terms of trash and everything, but um, when organic material and, you know, the big player in this law is food waste, right, and wasted food. Um, but when organic material is decomposing in the landfill, um, anaerobically, meaning buried and buried and buried in the landfill, it off-gases methane gas, which is a greenhouse gas that's about 25 times as potent as carbon dioxide, CO2. Um, So this has a huge uh, potential for big impacts on reducing greenhouse gas emissions. So that's the motivation behind all of this. Um, And, you know, California has sort of always been a leader in uh, environmentally driven policy. And this is just one more, um, you know, that we can add to the list. And actually, in uh, comparison with the rest of the country, this food law um, happens to be sort of the most aggressive um, because not only does it reduce that organic waste disposal, um, but it also has a portion that um, requires rescued, uh, edible food to be donated from bigger grocery stores and, um, you know, food s- uh, suppliers and that kind of thing. Um, so it's got a lot of pieces to it, uh, but it's a, a heavy lift that's going to be well worth the while. I,
0: I want to jump in on a couple things. One is companies that have, um, and we don't want to make company is the bad guy per se, but just putting a expiration date on a product so then they can bring in more product and literally just throw it away so they can actually push more out. And is that that going to be addressed in any of this or how does that look?
1: That's a really good segue into sort of how we here in the city of Santa Cruz are hoping to shift the the sort of customer education and the residential education. So we really in our office, um, and you know, if anybody on this podcast has listened to the previous call I did about recycling, we in the in our waste reduction office really like to promote prevention in the first place. So what that looks like for food and wasted food is how can we avoid that wasted food in the first place? And as you said, Michelle, expiration dates are just one component of. Uh, you know how we can learn to sort of interpret food that's gone bad um and yeah the only Fda regulated um, expiration date that we find is on baby formula everything else is um, a suggestion if you will
0: <laughs> really interesting okay um and then another thought that came up this is just so left field but how some people were raised or some situations they've been in also, has them hoarding food, which also creates a problem. So there's always that segue to how to help people understand where the food is not good for them. You know, we, of course we don't want you to throw it away but we also want you to understand when the food is past its viable date. So is there any education in any of that or is it just, please don't throw it away? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, yes. And I, I, yeah, I completely understand that, you know, food hoarding mentality or a sale, you know, you see that and you want to get all the food that you can in that moment because great, it's on sale. Um, But when you really look at it at the end of the day, um, in the consumer's home is where we see the biggest portion of wasted food. And I think um, that's a source from refed. Um, And what that translates to is lost money as well. So while that sale might look good, you're also just kind of for, you know, lack of a better word, you're throwing that money in the trash. um, And on average in the United States, one of every four grocery bags is sent to the to the landfill, essentially, or, you know, not anymore, but um, becomes garbage. So if you think of it in that way, you may as well try to save money if you can. And maybe if you need to take an extra trip to the grocery store because you ran out of something before you thought, then maybe not so bad (laughs) instead of wasting the money. so.
0: That's so tough. Alan, my husband, just bought three bananas that are slowly turning very brown. He was very optimistic. I was not optimistic at all. We don't eat bananas anymore. So I think there's a lot. You can't blame people for being optimistic. Um, So we we found out uh, the methane was really, really, you know, it, it, oh, here's my other thought with the methane is that when I t- have talked to people after going through the classes that people just think it, it just breaks down and no harm, no foul, like a compost. And um, I know you now you just kind of have to push that aside. You don't even really have time for that conversation because you actually have to just move into the new program. So that would be when you have that, what you've decided to, uh, what the state has decided to do about the food waste. Now, you, as a, a county or a city, you actually have to go and interpret it and decide how you want to roll that out. What What is Santa Cruz doing to meet the requirements for this?
1: Right. Yeah. So um, the law doesn't specifically state that every jurisdiction needs to be uh, turning the food to soil or, uh, you know, we might know it commonly as composting. Um, right. So, you know, it, it looks different for different jurisdictions. And again, City of Santa Cruz is unique in this way, Um So uh, instead of composting it on an industrial scale, we will be um, sending it to be uh, used as energy at our wastewater treatment facility, or uh, currently we're sending it over the hill to a program called SAFE, which stands for uh, Sustainable Alternative Feed Enterprises. And there, they're actually turning it into um, animal feed for uh, animals with non-rudiment stomachs, so like uh, pigs, for example. Mm. Um, and according to the EPA in terms of um priority of food use, uh energy and feeding animals is higher, sort of on the hierarchy than composting. Um, so if you want to look at it that way, uh, we're kind of using it at a higher level before composting it. Um, but not to say if you're doing backyard composting, that is wonderful as well because you're keeping it close to home, um, you know, you're eliminating that transportation. So, um, uh, and I will plug here to the city. If you're a city of Santa Cruz resident, um, we do offer a $40 rebate for, um, home composting and you can find, um, on our city website, it's just cityofsantacruz.com forward slash home composting. Um, if you qualify, there's some qualifications, but we do offer that for backyard composting if, um, interested.
0: So right now we're sending it, but we have this lovely machine up there at uh, DeMeo Lane. So what does it do?
1: Yeah. um, So once we get tours back up and running, hopefully some of you can join us on a tour um, and we'll talk about that. But so that machine is uh, what we like to call our pre-processor. And um, that basically is where the food goes through um, all these augers and um, is sort of turned into uh, a mash and it gets screened out for, you know, contaminants and all this kind of thing. Um, And then that Final mash is what we're able to send over the hill to um, the safe uh, to be turned into animal feed, um, or we can send it to the wastewater treatment facility to be converted to the energy. So we are still utilizing um, that uh, machine definitely as a preprocessor. We better still, we just got it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because, you know, going up there, it could look like something different or, you know, some, you know, it might be involved with industrial composting, but um, it has a completely different function. So.
0: And I didn't know that I know my husband and I go up when we go up to the dump he always asked me about it and I was like, I think they're using it and he's like, it doesn't look like it's used at all. I'm like I
1: think I think it's being used. yeah, it, it has a lot of capacity um and we're just not at the full capacity yet since we're still oh. rolling out the program but um, okay. yeah that it's got um a lot of working parts that can do a lot, but we're just not quite there yet. Um, and we have been um, you know, we've been working on smaller projects to build up to where we are currently. Um, so one of those was actually a commercial restaurant pilot within the city where we. Yeah. Can, tell me how that's
0: going. I see the the yellow cans. I'm always so curious because of, you know, pests and.
1: and. Uh. Um, so the yellow cans, actually the ones that you've been seeing, those might be actually, uh, county containers. Uh, okay. Um, good, good, good call. Thanks yeah, for pointing out. Yeah, definitely. So for any listeners, um, on the podcast right now, there is a, a small distinction between city and county We're a little bit different. Um, and I'd recommend, you know, always check with your local guide and jurisdiction on, um, what they're doing with food scraps and what you can do with your scraps. Um, But the county uh, will be, um, as far as I know, combining it with the yard waste in their yard waste cart. Whereas in the city of Santa Cruz, residents, for example, will be getting a separate pail, um, which I got some show and tell. Um, So (laughs) yeah, so this is uh, about a six gallon pail and um, single family homes within the city of Santa Cruz will be receiving this in the next uh, year, we're saying. Um, And we're going to start rolling it out sort of on the east side of town um, and then going west starting in early summer, late spring. Um, but as you mentioned with the the pest situation, so with these, we did a, a pilot with residential, uh, with a neighborhood. Um, did you get test raccoons? We, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, we, we just happened to have these raccoons on standby right. and they come test everything for us. Yeah.
1: We rented some circus raccoons to come play. <laughs> um, but no, you know, we had really good feedback from residents. Um, no pests. So it has a little bit of a locking mechanism. There's sort of these little ears on the lid that... Um, get locked under the container (laughs) um and yeah there were no issues with pests and uh everyone liked the size of it and everything so we piloted that for i think it was probably so six to eight months or so yeah has been working out really well
0: so for people who are listening this podcast is also posted on youtube under the realtor lady so if you want to see the can it's there or go on the website. I'm sure there's a picture of the can somewhere there as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be giving out some, uh, some postcards too, with some directions and images and so everybody's nice and comfortable. <laughs>
0: right. Um, and, and, uh, feel free to even send me a video to post on my everywhere to have even just a little display uh, or a little how to Yeah,
1: definitely. I'll let you in on a little back secret. We actually just filmed a a video for it specifically that will be (laughs) available for everybody.
0: Yeah, you can always send it to me. I'll post it. So, okay, we have the uh, can
1: and this is uh, planning for the next year
0: to start rolling those
1: out. Exactly. Um. So, you know, commercial businesses is a different beast. So those we've been uh, working, prioritizing and working on and piloting for a while just because they produce massive amounts. Um, but residents should expect to begin or we're going to begin the rollout, as I said, on the um on the east side uh beginning late spring we're still waiting for our big truck delivery of all of those so as soon as those come we're <laughs> we're going to get started Start rolling them out is there
0: any county in the state of California that you've gone and studied or looked at that kind of has a good program or a um, an idea
1: yeah you know me and and everyone in my office is always on calls that uh include both you know, close regional and then statewide groups and um, people similar to myself. Um, so we really try to keep the conversation open and uh, observe what's worked for other people. But again, you know, it's unique to every jurisdiction. So while we can pick and learn from everybody's um, experience and, you know, there aren't many jurisdictions that have already implemented something, uh, you know, Berkeley and San Francisco have sort of had something for a while, but um again we have to tailor it you know to work for us so it's always you know it's always a learning game <laughs> well I,
0: what i was going to add when you said you know santa cruz is always kind of on the forefront and we're doing this stuff i was going to add in there that santa cruz also demands it because i know the compost is when we were in our a recycling class it was just like everybody we all kept getting asked when is when is a compost program coming i i got asked a lot and i was like I don't know. We haven't really talked about it. And I compost at home, so I wasn't really in tune to anything that was coming down the pike. So
1: here I we did are. <laughs> see a,
0: I did see a commercial that was, I don't know for what company. Oh, I know. I wanted to send it to you. I'm sorry. I should have. It's a, it's a machine. It's a countertop
1: machine that composts. Yep. And yep, I know exactly what you're I think it's loomy it's it's loomy. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I don't have you guys tested one? We haven't we would like to play with one and just check it out. But um, interesting that you bring that up because yeah, we just kind of caught wind of it in our office maybe a couple weeks ago. And it's very we're we're intrigued. And, uh, you know, we're remaining just questioning curious. Um, But yeah, I, I, I can't say much about it. I, I have to learn more about it, but it, I, I don't know.
0: Maybe one of the um, recycling students would get one. I would think that that is almost part of your research to make sure you don't have somebody who thinks that they're doing the right thing and then find out that that's actually, because that's what we learn. The more we learn about kind of garbage, the more we learn about what we're doing wrong and not necessarily that it can't be fixed or you know are adjusted i think one of the worst things i learned about in the class it was it would be better for me to throw things away because it was actually more taxing on the system to try to force recycling those are those ugly things about this business to educate people on so why that looks so lovely um I'll talk to the city budget person for you to buy you one, because I think I think that might be part of the
1: education process of making sure that. Yep, I know it's back to the like recycling, right? There's all these things that come out with the symbol or that say a number or something. And we're like, oh, of course. Um, And that's a good point. For us to transition into actually what can go into this food scrap container. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So it, within the city of Santa Cruz, it's super, super simple and basic. Only food materials, but um that only does, food, okay. Yep. Um, but that uh, you know, one of the benefits of our program is um that you can put meats, dairies, fats, um, you know, bones, avocado pits, which you can't typically put in a backyard compost.
0: That was gonna be my first question.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's some of the great feedback that we've heard from our uh, residential pilot is that a lot of people were backyard composting already, which is wonderful. But uh, at the end of the day, they were still throwing away their meat bones and their dairy and pits and citrus peels um, into the trash. Uh, So this, um, you know, will eliminate that. And I will show um, this is You know, we have we've got lots of outreach and stuff that we're developing. But um, this let's see if I can get the right light is a pretty over just a little bit more easy breakdown. Yes. Perfect. So it's pretty, you know, the top is obviously all food material.
0: No food, soil paper, no food packaging. Okay, Yeah. Everything else. Yeah. We eat a lot of well, we don't eat a lot. We have a lot of fish around. So we, we get stuck with fish stuff.
1: Yeah, that too. You know, you don't want that in your backyard compost. It could draw critters and whatever if you're not super duper maintaining it. <laughs> it doesn't matter how
0: how deep you dig it, they will dig it up. So we've stopped doing it. It could be six feet under and they will dig it up.
1: Yep. So yeah. This program is a good alternative to that. And I did forget to mention, um, I don't know if there are any anybody listening that lives in a multifamily complex, um, but they will be participating as well. And um, we do hope to, you know, usually at multifamily complexes it looks like a sort of shared enclosure, right? Um, or a shared dumpster. Um, so to sort of incentivize multifamily Units to participate will probably be giving one of these pails out or offering this pail um, as a countertop container uh, with one of these stickers on there as a guide, um, and then that the units would take it to that centralized disposal station. But um, just another sort of incentivizing program that we can offer multifamily residents.
0: And that's just kind of hoping as a buy-in, really.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because we we want as much participation, and we want to make it easy, you know, and and simple. And I think again, like I said, because we're only accepting food, it eliminates that confusion of like, oh, can my to go product go in there? Can my you know piece of paper or any of that? So it's just nope, <laughs> just food, just food. Yeah, that's the other thing where the
0: Lumi might con- um cause some problems is it shows them putting compostable materials in there
1: it's so interesting yeah i'm gonna have to look into that (laughs) (laughs) um and you okay so we're in a trial right
0: now and what have you found uh pros cons what what's been the
1: Definitely. So again, I will say uh, in terms of residential feedback. So we've got a couple different residential pilots going. We have that curbside one where we've uh, rolled out that pail to about, uh, there's been about 80 participants with that. Um, And then we also have a drop-off program where we have local sites with bear boxes that we've given um, access to people who apply. Um, And there are about 300 participants there at the top at two separate locations. Um, And amazingly, contamination was almost zero. Um, Sometimes we would get, you know, plastic bags that people would throw in, which another part of this, we don't want any bags. (laughs) No composting bags. No paper bags, no plastic bags. Yep. Just keep it loose. You're welcome to line your home, you know, your countertop, but want it all loose in there. Um, But surprisingly through the residential pilots, we, um, it was very clean, very good feedback. um, And every, you know, our, our equipment functioned well for everybody. Um, And it it gave us a huge opportunity to play with that awareness piece. So, you know, the whole um, community-based social marketing idea, uh, The neighborhood that we rolled this out in, people would go on walks and then give us a call and say, "Hey, I want one of those. Cool. When can I get mine?" Kind of thing. So it gave us an opportunity to say, "Oh, yep, you'll be getting it here, but maybe you can, you know, prevent your wasted food in the meantime." And um, so it's it's been a really great uh, learning experience for us for sure. Any besides the plastic bag is that is that the only rub? Pretty much, um, yeah. You know, uh, like we've seen, well, as we roll this out, um, like you kind of said before, we just hope to not see the pattern uh, with recycling and this idea of wish cycling and over recycling. Mm. Um, We hope that by people having access to this food scrap cart right in their home, that it doesn't say, oh, I can let food go bad because I'm putting it in the food scrap container. Um, So we're really, again, educating at the top A higher level of like still remember to prevent that food from going to waste just because we can now divert it doesn't mean that there weren't lots of resources that went into growing and creating that food in the first place and the hard-earned money that was used to purchase it so um that's one of our sort of fears with the program is like oh we're gonna make people feel comfortable with wasting more food (laughs) or over recycling or over you know yeah so yeah. Something that will have
0: to... I mean, the only thing that's really in your favor with that is it's getting more expensive. So there might be some more thought. I always thought... This is just... You're on my podcast, so you're stuck with me. But I, I always thought it would be nice if you kind of walked into a grocery store and they gave you a menu and where those items were. Like, you know, here's a vegan menu, here's a vegetarian menu. And you walk in and they just say... You know, you go to aisle two, five, and seven, and here's your here's your dinner.
1: And and you um, would think that would avoid over purchasing as you just meander through the store.
0: <laughs> yeah, might. My, my husband really likes the grocery store, so he just buys stuff out of kind of optimism. And I'm just like, if we're not eating it, I don't want it. I don't. I'm not interested in that, you know, funny looking squash or any of that. And um, the more organic fruits and vegetables that we've had access to, they're uh, like right now, there's some tomatoes that are shaped like gourds almost, and they're really interesting. And I look at them and I think they're very interesting, but I'm not going to try one because I know, honestly, I'm probably not going to eat it.
1: Mm -hmm. And I I I think we're all guilty of uh, (laughs) shopping with our eyes sometimes if something looks good or, you know,
0: and it might. I mean, I don't think it would hurt the sales. I think um I think it would just be kind of be, be more intentional in your shopping. Um so that, that's that's just where I I think it would really help if people could just be focused a little bit more on what they put in their cart. But grocery stores might not like that. They might want you to just throw that stuff in there now, you know
1: yeah, and you know we are um dedicating the month of April uh and this is April 2022 <laughs> um but <Earth> beyond <laughs> um to right it is Earth Day month and then uh we're making it a theme of food too good to waste so okay. um you know it it comes down to exactly educating about storage and purchasing habits and the expiration date and all this so if anybody's interested in that you can find more information on our websites.
0: I would also see if you Maybe at farmer's markets, if you have people talking, maybe talking to people about how to use what's in their refrigerator to make stuff, I noticed that I'm very good at that where my husband's not. He'll look in the refrigerator and there's nothing in it. My poor husband, he's getting skewered on this one. Not normally, does he? He's getting, He's getting really But I can like, and my grandmother was really good in it too. It was just like, she could look at a bare fridge and there was still dinner in there. And I think it helping people understand not necessarily a, a a set menu, but did you know mac and cheese can be any cheese that you have as long as it's stable enough to hold up through the heating process or, you know, your last bit, I, I'm always telling my husband, put the last vegetables in the spaghetti sauce because I love lots of stuff in my spaghetti sauce and just teaching people that no, really, you can just throw it in. It's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect.
1: Yeah. That's a great tip. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe
0: just getting some kind of foodies involved to help people expand where their food goes and how to like, I cook a lot of berries. I don't eat a lot of raw berries, so I can kind of catch them on a little bit of the end a little bit more. And are
1: getting soft. Yeah. We hosted a, a spring webinar last year um, and had a local chef. Um, his name was Diego Felix, and he is the chef for the... Um, Filofondix, the empanada place over on the west side. Um, and he had all these awesome tips for, you know, he would freeze his herbs in in an ice cube and throw yep. it in the pan for his pasta dish or he made like chimichurris out of anything and everything. He was putting like citrus peel in there and all these spices and um, and it would just add it on like shredded potato pancake and there you go, you got your kids breakfast. Oh, you need to have him back.
0: As long as it as long as the ingredients aren't too exotic. I know that I get very um intimidated by some stuff. Like I'll read some stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I don't even is it a
1: cheese? I mean, I don't even know what it is. We just need salt and oil, right? And everything's good. <laughs> a little
0: salt butter. and butter oil. Well, actually, we don't need
1: a lot of butter, but I, I do like it.
0: Um so my last question, and then I wanna I wanna move into a little bit of packaging changes and um, compostable materials that are coming through. Is it? Are you having a hard time reaching the public? Do you think this rollout is going to be difficult or do you think the interest in composting is enough to kind of spur you along?
1: Yeah, good question. Yes and no. Um, you know, no, because like you said, Lots of people are interested and when they see this pale out, they they call us and ask us questions. So no in that in that regard. Um, but then also yes, because we have about 11,500 single family homes to reach out to. Um, and inevitably there are always be people, people moving in and out to re-educate um, and get on board. Uh, But I think that, you know, because it's statewide and it's, you know, getting attention from the news uh, that that will help boost at least the awareness. And then our part with education can come in to fill the gaps, if that makes sense. So yes and no. (laughs) Wow.
0: It's almost, it seems like if you change the color of the recycling can, you would start all over anew and then maybe you could just Changed their thinking about it. Maybe if it wasn't blue, it was purple. You'd have everybody wondering what goes in there and then you could re-educate them from the beginning because this little pail is fascinating them and then they're going to learn about it.
1: Right. It's kind of like, wait, what? what is this? So it's easy, right? We're starting with a clean slate ideally, right? And we can say, <laughs> okay, just food, just food, just food, nothing else, please. <laughs> <laughs> so- um, then that
0: leads to compostable packaging. That's probably always going to be a bane of your existence with this stuff. People are still going to try to sneak it in there thinking it's okay. So, where are we in those products?
1: Yeah. So, right. They don't belong in this uh, at this time, at least in the curbside composting or food scrap program that we're offering. Um, but, you know, we just had an ordinance update come into play on the 8th of this month, which does require um, compostable PFAS-free containers. And we did that for a couple of reasons. One, so that we are actually in the best position if we were to uh, somehow, you know, start industrial composting material that we do get. Um, And two, this material, specifically, um, these fiber-based materials that don't have the added PFAS chemical. Um, PFAS is a sort of, they call it a forever chemical, that's really bad for human health and the environment. Um, so when those become litter, um, you know, it's just kind of inevitable that once in a while those things become litter. We want what's going to do the least damage to the environment. And these uh, types of packaging have have proven that. Um, but right, we just we want to make sure they don't go into our um, our food scraps, especially so- because they are going to animal feed and and energy. So if you think about it that way, too, we don't want to feed these animals, these, you know manufactured products ideally well yeah
0: they could go still in a human system so um is there laws coming down to make sure that that chemical isn't in there or is there any
1: um so two things actually so our ordinance with the city of santa cruz um yep just uh was um went into play on the 8th of this month so that uh, ordinance bans pfas in to go where and within the city of santa cruz um, but the state also just passed something that bans pfas and you know their goal is i think 2024 it eliminates it in um food service ware uh, but since we um got ours into place early uh again you know even city of santa cruz and santa cruz in general is ahead of the curve within the state so i think mm-hmm. that we'll see this popping up more and more um san mateo county already has a ban on pfas Material. Um, so w- while it's hard to be, you know, upfront and the leader, um, I think that it will, you know, one day somebody will be like, oh, remember when BFOS <laughs> was yeah. banned? And-
0: I wish so many others were banned. Um, okay, so pop quiz. We we bought a package of eyeglasses at Costco in this package, and it says smartpacking.com paper foam. And it really acts like plastic. This start
1: from is things. so wild because Leslie, uh, my my supervisor, she brought in the exact same container oh, last we're week. So <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> I know, so crazy. We're on the latest bit of trash. Um, <laughs> and what we did was break a piece off and put it in a glass of water to see what changed, um, because water is you know the universal solvent, and just it to is. see how it broke up and it did break up into almost like, you know, imagine if you put tissue paper in water, it kind of, it took a little time or even toilet paper, you know, really breaks down and it kind of did that. Um, and it felt sort of like a gel consistency. Um, so physically it broke down, but chemically what's in there. We don't know. Uh, but we don't want it in the recycling cart. I will say that because we don't know yet. So um, and if, you know, the the people on the line saw that, they would take it off because it doesn't match our guide. Uh, but it's interesting. And something again, like that Lumini composting or uh, is that what it's called? Lumi? I don't but know. That composting. Just it's interesting to watch all these products come up on online, right? And what do we do with it? It's, it's We have to learn constantly a learning process and experimentation. But
0: well, and I, I think I would rather encourage these companies to try than not do anything. Unfortunately, they probably get sold really toxic stuff and they don't realize they think it, they think it's something. I mean, I, you know, we've in our little orbit, we've talked to these companies that had no idea that what they were being sold wasn't what it was, but. The other thing I would say is Costco tries really hard to minimize pack- packaging and it's really, it, it's, it's cool. There's a lot of packaging involved with their stuff cause you get so much of it. But at the same time, I've noticed a lot of it shrinking and tighter and less. And I, I think it's, it, it's worth the applaud that they're giving it a go. Are they, they, well, actually let's just put it this way. I think they listen to their consumer. And, and it's not always just that there's a lot of packaging. Sometimes I find it very difficult to open.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. It's uh, wonderful the changes that we do see and the efforts and everything. And um, yeah, especially when it is a big, uh, you know, company like Costco, and you're right, I think they do listen to the consumer and they they want to be doing the right thing, right? It just it takes. Takes time.
0: (laughs) It's nice to do to to business to do business with a company who really wants to do the right thing. You know, they may not always be, but you know, they want to be. Well, I think we've covered a lot. Is there anything you want to add?
1: I don't. I I think the the takeaway message is just uh, you know prevent wasted food before just throwing it into the food waste bin and just uh, you know practice your prevention habits and try and watch your waste
0: (laughs) and probably. Just maybe if you're not sure if you're really going to cook it, just go ahead and don't buy it. I, I do do that a lot. I'm just like, we're not going to get to it. Or if it can be frozen.
1: Yes, the freezer is your friend. Absolutely. Always. I, I forget that sometimes. Or like a banana, you know, who knows when you want to make a quick smoothie with a banana. Um, Yeah, freezer is your friend. <laughs>
0: it really is. We've learned, let's
1: see, pancake
0: and waffle batter, garbanzo beans or beans that you're not... Going to use the whole thing, go right
1: in your freezer. I saw an interesting one the other day is avocado. Like you mash the avocado and put it in an ice cube tray and then you pop it back out and it. I don't, I haven't tried that one, but it seems like the texture would change, but I don't know, worth a shot.
0: <laughs> I guess it wonders how, well, you know, a lot of the um like chilies and chubbies, I think all those restaurants, I think that's all frozen avocado products. So I'm sure it could be just probably how you're, yeah, it's probably how you're going to use it like a guacamole, but maybe not for like fresh. Yeah, right, right. Our sauce there's just lots to think about well i really appreciate you coming on and and giving me the update and then please uh reach out if there's um anything else that you want to make sure that we we kind of post i will give you a copy of this you can post all around and then um people can go on the city of santa cruz website so what's the best way to find all the information
1: Yep. So I would recommend uh, cityofsantacruz.com forward slash food waste. Simple. That's it. And you'll find resources, you'll find the webinar series, um, and then just more information about food waste prevention.
0: Will there be ways for people to find out when their neighborhood might be up to be getting the canned or is that just the postcard?
1: it'll be the postcard is the best way to indicate when, um, only, like I said, you know, we're waiting on delivery and stuff. So yeah, just look for that postcard in the mail and, um, be sure to keep it, (laughs) hold on to it and don't toss it.
0: Very good. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Michelle. That's great.